This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning. I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Jamie Jennings, and I am in Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 8th, episode 2220. Brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, Your Grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. On today's show, Jamie talks about her time at Monty's and brings us a new entry for the Loser of the Week. We'll have a Nutrition Minute with Dr. Chang from Omega Alpha Equine. Then we'll bring you a brand new edition of Equestrian First World Problems before Victoria from Equestrians Against Normalcy comes on to play a few cards. And that's what's on today's show. Thank you, Jemmy. So, Jamie, you were out at Monty's place and... You know, let me stop you yeah. because I am shocked that you did not say anything because you said, I'm Glenn the Geek from Macal, Florida. And I said, and I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona. And you didn't say oh, a word. I didn't even notice it either. Well, guess what? I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> I, um, I was like, oh, I'm not even going to tell him I'm here. No, you didn't. You kept like, that a secret in the meeting. In the jar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice um, it. I'm so used to hearing it. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't notice I'm, it either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck here. Uh, I Apparently, this Sunday after July 4th, when it's on a Thursday like this, Sunday was the second busiest travel day of the year. Who travels for 4th of July? I'm sure somebody does, but not horse people typically. We all have to stay home and, you know, batten down the hatches and take care of our animals. Um, but apparently, like, I was lucky to get out of Santa Barbara last night. So I got out of Santa Barbara and I connected through Phoenix and I couldn't catch the next flight. So fortunately, I had all my equipment with me and I am at my friend. Good news is I used to live here and I have friends that still like me. And uh, so I'm here at Jen's house, and thank you very much for her giving me her office this morning to do this. Well, your internet was a little wonky, is a little wonky. You're cutting out just a teeny bit, and I was going, well, that doesn't happen on fiber. So I was wondering why your fiber was uh, causing trouble this morning. Now Am I, know. I okay? Do I sound okay? Yeah, it's is it just every work? once in a while. Um, it, like when you used to live in Phoenix. So. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. <laughs> well, Back the, to the old Jamie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not the new fiber Jamie. Crystal clear. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I said, I asked, did you get home yesterday? You didn't say anything. That's why I got that answer. I redirected, uh, Glenn. Yes, you I did. Redirected. You did, actually. So you were at Monty. So we're going to talk about that later. What I want to talk to you about was I thought about you right away. Was that you, you, you were there for the 7.1 earthquake, which was actually north of L.A. where you were. So yeah. did you feel it? And, and was it your first earthquake? 
Oh yeah. Well, you know, I was in a tiny little one when I lived in Atlanta, but this one was definitely, you know, what's funny is I, I went to dinner with Debbie that night and we had some sake at the local sushi place. <laughs> And so we're standing outside of uh, Monty's house and I'm leaning up against the car and we're talking and all of a sudden I like fell off the car, like fell like down straight down. And, and, and I looked at her and I was like, uh, the car just moved, the car moved. And she was like, mm-hmm. you know, basically like sure. Saki girl, sure. The car moved. And, um, <laughs> The way was, and she was like, I promise it wasn't an earthquake. I do earthquakes. I promise. She lied to me. So I get back down to the bunkhouse where I'm staying. And there's uh, a couple of the other instructors in there. They And they start talking about it. I was like, when did it earth? Yeah, it was yesterday. No, it just happened like minutes ago. Oh, that's why. So they were in the bunkhouse. And there's all these pots and pans that hang. Because when you're in an earthquake, you're you like you just think you drank too much sake. You don't know what happened. <laughs> And they said they were sitting there and all of a sudden the door flew open and all the pots and pans that hang from the kitchen ceiling started moving around. And they thought that there was a ghost the door. They thought there was a bird that was stuck <laughs> in the kitchen and it was flying around into the pots and pans. So uh, it's just funny how you rationalize what's actually happening when it's happening. But the car moved. I didn't fall off because I had had too much sake. We only <laughs> shared one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was very interesting and, and, and definitely interesting to read, you know, kind of what happened to people. And, and Debbie said later on when she went back into the chandelier, it's like a there's like a metal uh it's not like a you know stately chandelier it's like a metal like westerny looking chandelier she said she walked in and it was swinging back and forth so we just basically were standing outside and got rattled <laughs> the deer weren't running around like crazy you know or anything you know what it's funny is there's always deer when you when you drive kind of in into monty's uh where his house is up on top of the hill because he it's like a little deer sanctuary. There's always deer out there. And I did think it was weird. There was no deer hmm. in front of the house when we got there. And again, there you, you can drive in and you're like, Hey buddy, you know, and they're just kind of hanging out and they're not afraid of you. Yeah, every time we've been uh, there, there's been deer. You yeah. Know, and it, there wasn't. <laughs> so I almost think it's like they knew or something. Hmm. Interesting. Sure, well, there you um, go. Sure now you can in Monty's bedroom. Now you can <laughs> put on, earthquake guys. on your list of things that you've accomplished, and uh, <sighs> the next hurricane comes in down here. You come join us. So there's that. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Um, Chad actually said he's like, okay, you've lived through now a earthquake in California and a hurricane through Florida. And Georgia had stuff, and we had haboobs uh, oh, yeah. in Arizona. I've never done the haboob thing. He's That'd like, be fun. He's like, basically, I'm pretty sure that Oklahoma is the safest place you've been. <laughs> Some of those little <laughs> like, tornadoes, you know, those things. Like, keep talking, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daily Winnie time. We have a lot of things to do today at today's show. Ha <laughs> 
Happy birthday to our friend and original member of Horse Radio Network all those years ago, Helena. It was her birthday over the weekend. Happy birthday, Helena. And also, Auditor Nicole Vita. Happy birthday to her as well. I also have another Daily Winnie, and that is to Sarah. So Sarah's our neighbor, and Sarah is Ricky Bobby's mom. Now, who is Ricky Bobby? Ricky Bobby is the stinking cutest little mini that you've ever seen that pulls a cart, or pulls a, a, yeah, a little cart. And we were going out Sunday morning, I was finally feeling better from last week, and we took Scooter out in the ca- in the car, and, and Nigel was riding, and we come across Ricky Bobby and Sarah out for a, a drive. Well, Scooter has never really been out with another carriage before, let alone a carriage pulled by a Mini. So that got his attention, and it was interesting for the first for the first uh, mile. Uh, Scooter just would not take his eyes off Ricky Bobby, and Ricky Bobby's what about? I mean, he's a mini. He's tiny. So he, he, Ricky Bobby could walk under Scooter, and Scooter's only about 12 and a half hands. So that, and Scooter insisted on being behind Ricky Bobby, because I think he was convinced Ricky Bobby was going to eat him or something. Got to keep your eye yeah, on Yeah, exactly. So we got, and, you know, Sarah was like, is this okay? Is this okay? And I said, look, and Scooter was like puffed up and his ears up, and, you know, he was puffed up. And I was like, he'll be fine. He'll get bored. He has ADD like me, and he'll just get bored with this whole situation after a while, and then he'll just move on. And that's what happened. About a mile down the road, he was like, I'm tired of following this little thing. And then we went ahead of him, and everything was fine after that. Didn't even look at the little guy. So his ADD kicked in, and he was fine. But I think it's also the first time he's been out with another carriage. We're usually the ones that are scaring the trail riders that we come upon, you know, that the trail riders are all freaked out. Usually it's the rider that's freaked out about the carriage, not the horse. Uh, but yeah, so, and by the way, I post a picture on my personal page. I'll put it on the Horses in the Morning page. R- Ricky Bobby is the cute, stinking cutest little f- horse. So he, he has tiny little legs, and we're we're just walking. We never trotted. We're walking, So, but he would have to trot about every 100 feet. He would have to trot to catch up. And he is such a trooper. He went, he just kept up. He's just the cutest, most well-mannered little mini ever. You know, we've all ridden that horse that had to trot to keep up. <laughs> That's true. It sucks. That's true. And when he trots, because he has little boots on, he trots. It <laughs> sounds really funny. It's like, dee, 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 dee. it's so cute. It is so cute. But it was fun going out with Ricky Bobby, and it's still the best name for a mini ever. Uh, but anyway, if you ain't first, you're last. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh, I got to do something really super cool on Monty, so I wanted to give my daily winning to <clears throat> Lafitte Pinkai Jr. If that name sounds familiar, it should. It's because he's the winningest jockey of all time. I mean, this guy has won 9,520 races, is how many races wow. I believe he won. I mean, his earnings of over 250 million dollars purse earnings of course he didn't get all that but uh the purse earnings 250 million dollars he was he's the top jockey of all time he was just his record was just surpassed by russell bays but that uh was not somebody who ran in as high of a class races as he has i mean he's the the man and turns out he and monty are doing a little work together to help uh, uh lafitte has a jockey school in panama which is where he's from and Monty the and Lafitte, of Panama. the country of Panama. 
and they're doing some work to to improve the lives of the the jockeys and training there. So so I got to so here they are, and he comes down in the classroom, and I'm teaching a military veterans and first responders clinic, and he just sat down and answered everybody's questions and just talked and talked and talked, and he was so fascinating, and uh, I said, "Can I have ten minutes with you later?" So. Monty's dear daughter, Debbie said, come up for dinner. And so before dinner was served, I got to sit down with Lafitte and Monty and do an interview with him, which I told him 10 minutes. And basically I had to cut it off at 30 because it was just so fascinating. I could have talked to him forever, but then dinner got there and they like wanted to eat. It was weird. (laughs) Um, So it was fascinating and the guy's amazing. And I just wanted to give a daily winning. And the, you'll hear later on in my first world problems about how this has made me feel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to find out more about your time at Monty's. You were dealing with the veterans this time, right? Yes. Okay. So this was one of the clinics uh, called Horse Sense and Healing. And it's a clinic where we bring in not we, uh, the Patriot Outreach is an organization, awesome organization that brings in and flies in and pays for everything. Um, and then of course, you know, during this clinic, Monty and the farm don't make any money at all. It's all volunteer. Monty volunteers his time. And so these veterans and first responders come and it's three days in the classroom, a lot of hands on with horses, but then they all learn join up and then they all get to do join up. And so there was, two instructors, Miguel and myself, and Miguel is from Brazil. And he and I just basically walked him through join up and then you get it. And and the reason this is a a more powerful than most type of equine experience for these guys and and women too, there's a lot of women is that, you know, some of them, all of them were in the service and they come home and they have seen things and they have post-traumatic stress and you know, when you have post-traumatic stress, you, you live in this little bubble inside your head and, and you see all these atrocities that you've seen and, and, and they have these issues. And so they don't trust anybody. Um, they have a hard time trusting anybody because they come home to, to, to like life and it's just, it's just not a great outlet for them <clears throat> or follow up. So you basically teach them how to do join up and the moment of join up, the horse has to choose to trust you. And it's very powerful to see these people who don't trust anything and nothing, nobody trusts them to have this moment with these horses where the horse chooses to trust them. And it's very powerful. And so my job, because I've taken the motivational interviewing uh, that they offer at flag is up is to walk back with them. They take the horse back to the stall and then you just talk about it. And the things people, told me, I mean, it's just heartbreaking and heart wrenching. And there was a lot of uh, people that were victims of domestic violence post and pre their time in the service and, and why they joined the service. You know, Monty tells the story of how he played football and he played football as a, as a kid who was abused, he played football because he wanted to hurt people. And a lot of these people, you know, they're victims before they even join because they want to hurt people because they've been hurt. And so to, to spend some time with them and have them have this experience of trust and, and, and you're listening to them and, and there's, there's great therapist counselors and people to talk to and facilitators that are there. And 
you know, this is the first time I didn't feel like I was over my pay grade. You know, like last time I did it, I was like not quite ready to be the ear mm-hmm. for people, but I really felt like well, that kind after of, well, taking... you weren't warned either. I mean, it's just kind of happened to you last time, and yeah, that's kind of and a this... lot to not be warned about. I just I didn't realize how powerful it was because you know you guys and I we were with horses all the time, and five out of the eight people that did this course, or six out of the nine, had never laid a hand on a horse Mm. and, and you put him in a round pin with one that's galloping around like, and you're teaching them to like drive it and move it with their body. They just, it's just so foreign. And they have trouble. I don't know what the word is. Do they have trouble coming down? Do you know what I mean? Do they have trouble? Do they have trouble letting go of the anxiety or do you see that happening during the process? You know, that's, that's the whole trick to it. Glenn is, they have to let go of that and they have to be very, it's, it's, they have to be very present. I had one of the, the gentlemen and, and I did get per- permission from them to talk about it because it, they want to help heal other people. And the more people that know about this, the, the better it's going to be. Um, he said that the, it's the first time he has felt something since he returned. And he returned two years ago. He has since proposed to his fiance, numb, you know, and he, he says he's just been numb. And that horse, because what happens is you stand there and the horse comes to you and walks up to you and puts its nose, you know, like on your back and breathes on your back. And and you feel this and, and the the moment of pride and the moment of relaxation that has to occur at that moment is just unbelievable. So, you know, there was a, another woman who had had just a really tough time after coming home and, you know, they just, it, it is something to see a grown man cry. And you know what happens when I see a grown man cry? I know you cry. I, well, you cried every day. I cry. <laughs> <laughs> I cry. And so it was, this is the first time that I really felt like I actually helped where last time I was like, what am I doing? I am not qualified for this after taking that motivational interviewing because it teaches you how to ask more open-ended questions and teaches you how to draw a little more out of people and really ask follow-up questions. And I really think that having taken that course that I did last time I was there will help with this podcast because I'll be better at interviewing. Um, And so I just feel like this is the first time I was actually able to help and people were just thrilled and everybody was very happy and, and they all leave. And and so if you, there, there are always spots available. So if y'all are listening and you know, somebody that has been through something, have them reach out to me or to Debbie and we'll get them hooked up with this because they don't pay for it. It is all paid for. They are a couple of them are, you know, flew, flew in from the East coast. And, and, and their flights are taken care of and they're put up at a place and their meals are taken care of. They spend, they don't spend a dime coming to these clinics. And that's why I love what happens at flag is up because it is not just helping horses. It is helping horses help people. And it's just an awesome thing. And I really encourage anybody who knows somebody to reach out and, and, and get them signed up for it because it is a, it is an awesome experience. And, And, you know, they all come in like, sitting down in the chairs are especially the the guys you know who who haven't touched a horse before arms crossed 
sitting there. Why am I a stupid horse? Isn't going to help me. I don't see no about no horse. And then, oh my God, it's just, it just, it just changes them. So I really, really believe in this program. And actually remember when we talked last week to the Equicenter, um, we had the people on from Equicenter and they do mission Mustang. We had one of their participants come to Monty's. Yeah. And so I, you know, I think that's such a perfect marriage of the two, but they don't do join up. They, they just work with wild horses. It, it, It reminded me when he was describing it of what happens in the prison system with the Mustangs is these people, they go in and they're working on getting a first touch and everything, which is amazing. But the, the difference in what we do versus what other places do, um, is, is awesome. And just the people that are there to facilitate it, you know, there's a, a minister there who he goes, his name is Chuck and he goes around and he walks around saying he's a retired police officer. And now in his retired time, he walks around and talks to homeless people and talks to people that, you know, are not having good days and they're down on their luck or have problems. And he, that's what he does. He, that's, he just walks around and and on the streets all day long of Santa Barbara and, and surrounding areas. And, uh, there's another guy there, Jerry, who he was a high school principal and there was a school shooting at his school. And he promised that child that he would find out what he could do to help. And so the, the rest of his life has been dedicated to helping mainly children, but children and veterans, uh, through their tough situations. And th- these are the people with these hearts that you're like, I am a terrible person. These people are so much better than me. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just their calling. And it's really, uh, really amazing. So uh, again, it's, it's horse sense and healing. You do can we, find out more about do it. Do we have any it. inkling of how many people, and not just Monty's, but all these programs, I have not read this, uh, how many of the veterans or first responders who ever go through these programs and then actually get a horse or get involved with horses. Do you know? I know that the, the, the one, one gentleman I talked to that had served, gosh, two or three tours overseas, Iraq, Afghanistan, boots on the ground kind of tours. He talked to me at the end and he was like, I, I want a horse. I just really want a horse. And there was a, each, it seems like in each one, at least each one of these, somebody goes on to have a life involved with horses. You'll have to ask Monty because they, they have kind of records of that, but they have like one big tough guy that came in and now he's and his wife are training horses and mm. through, through his methods. And so there are a lot of people that it affects enough to, to be life changing. Hmm. Very cool. Well, that's very cool. You yeah, can be proud. Awesome. You lived through an earthquake cool. and you helped people. I know. It was awesome. <laughs> and now I'm stuck in Phoenix. And if you're going to be stuck somewhere in the country, be stuck somewhere where you have lots of friends. Well, and, That's the takeaway. <laughs> and it's only 120 degrees today, so you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, you know, we were driving in. It's it's like 630 at night, and they're like, and we're coming into Phoenix. Current temperature, 111. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's why. I'm home. <laughs> uh-huh. Here we go. Well, I have... Well, God, I hate to do this right after. I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I want to do Loser of the Week, but not right after you just said all those wonderful things. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, no, just do it. It's fine because this is, this is the other, this is the flip side, side of it with yes. people with horses that are complete idiots. Well, this is one. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Man, 
You are one pathetic loser. Well, this Michigan woman who they did not name in the story, and she has to win our Loser of the Year award, was pulling her horse trailer with two horses inside, driving 91 miles an hour with her Ford pickup, hauling horses in the horse trailer, with two mostly full beer cans in her center console. Uh, She was stopped at mile marker 270 on northbound I-75, and they pulled her over. Florida. Oh, Michigan. No, Michigan. No, we can't claim this one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, They said in the morning news that she was arrested and brought to county jail, uh, and her horses were turned over to animal control. The trailer and two animals are being held until a responsible sober party could claim them. So here we are. Does she not have any sober friends that could be like, hey, we'll come get the horses? No, they all don't want anything to do with her. I thought it was interesting that they didn't name her. Usually in these stories, they name the names. But um, here we have a lady who's drinking and arrested for DUI, driving 91 miles an hour, pulling her horse trailer. First of all, sober. I don't think I've ever been over 75 pulling the horse trailer. But mm-hmm. our horse trailer, you know, we have a tag along. So you, you get over 75, 80, and it starts to sway. So, um, you know, she did have a gooseneck. I'll give her that. But That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't, but why did she have, okay, so was she, it doesn't say she was traveling with anybody, okay? Why did she have two, two open, open beer, cans beer cans with, yeah, both, with beer and but with the different like flavors and she yeah, like she drank mixing. one and then took a sip of the other to mix it? Well, they didn't it. also say how many empty beer cans were on the floor of the truck. They didn't. They didn't say that. But uh, yeah, so she's our loser of the week and probably our loser of the month, right there. Uh, in some good news, while uh, while Jemmy gets our first guest on, we're. Podcasting is becoming a thing, Jamie. We finally oh, made it really? after all these years. The Apple Podcasts app is now going to appear on the front page of new iPhones. So you're not going to have to go digging for it. You're not going to have to move it to the front page. It's going to be right on the front screen for the first time with brand new iPhones. Uh, you have, I, I don't have an iPhone. So it just was buried in with the other apps. Is that how it worked? You know, I don't know because I moved it myself because you can move your apps. Um, <clears throat> and I have all the ones that I use daily on the first screen and then the second screen. Um, I don't like to put them all in a little container. You know how you have like uh, folders. You can put yeah. six apps in a folder. That's too much work for me. I need to like just see it. Well, uh, I do so too. I and, have and it just the ones there. that are in the folders, I can never find them because I don't think to look in the folder. So, yeah, no, I don't do that. So, yeah, no, I, so this is, that's cool. Uh, you know, I, it's funny because people over the weekend were asking about the podcast and I said, you know, we have an app and so we showed them a bunch of the app and they're like, can I play it through Stitcher? Can I play it through Apple? Can I play it through iTunes? Can I play it through the, and there's so many ways to listen to podcasts that it doesn't surprise me that Apple's like, let's put it on the front because they want people to listen yeah. through theirs, I guess. I can't tell um, you, I wanna, when we were at WISA out at the trade show, I can't tell you how many people we talked to where I had to show them that they had a podcast app on their iPhone. They had no idea. And the button's yeah. right there. It says podcast, but nobody ever opens it. Big purple thing. Yeah, nobody ever opens it. So I can't tell you. But did you, so was it, are you finding that like this weekend, did you have to explain less what a podcast was? Oh, you don't have to explain what a podcast is anymore. You know, we used to have to say, because oh, I would time. say I do, a ra- <laughs> I do a radio show and they're like, what channel is it on? Yep. No, it's it's on the internet. 
you know? And so now I didn't have to explain that one time. I just said, we do a podcast. They're like, Oh, how can I listen to it? Was more how, how it worked. Well, oh, that's good. We're finally made it. It's only taken us 10 years and uh, 2,240 episodes to get there. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> All right. It looks like Dr. Chang is ready. All right. Well, good morning, Dr. Chang. How are you? Very good, thanks. Jamie and Glenn, how are you guys today? Fantastic. How is, uh, what's the weather like in Toronto right now? Toronto is beautiful today. It's sunny. Low humidity. It's one of those days that was made in heaven, you know. Well, good. You get four of them a year, so go outside and enjoy it. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's right. It's like, uh, what is it? When I, whenever I visit Vancouver and it's a sunny day, everybody says, oh, it's such a great day because the rest of the time it's raining, uh, you know. But then they say the rain is what makes it um, nice and green, right? Sure. But we're having a very good day today in Toronto. Fantastic. Well, um, as always, you know, we have Dr. Chang on once a month to talk about things going on at Omega Alpha Equine and giving us a little bit of uh, health tips and health updates. And what are we going to talk about today, Dr. Chang? I thought we'd talk a little bit about immunity. And the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about immunity, because in the middle of the summer, I have always said, no matter how sick your horse is feeling, you probably look at him and say, nah, he's good because it's summer, it's nice, it's bright, it's running around. But, you know, this is a time when you, you, you see a lot of horses, sometimes they get runny noses, and and you want to know, when by, by runny nose, I mean like mucus and so on. And sometimes you look at them and you say, okay, is it a cold that's coming on, or is it there's allergies in the air, All right? Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes it's, I don't know, because it hasn't fully developed into a full-blown coal or, and so on, but you see this little runny nose, mucus, and so on. So, usually, what I would talk about in the summertime like this is to boost the immune system, because we know in the summertime there's a lot of lot, lot, little colds and so on running around that's so easy to spread, and summertime, everybody's in competition. And if you're in competition, you want your horse to be healthy. I've always said, a mediocre horse that's healthy will outdo a star performer that's sick any day. All right? So the, the thing is, if you have a star performer, make sure he's healthy or she is healthy. All right? And, one, and it's something that most people overlook. They, don't, they, they think about the joints, they think about the stomach, but they don't think about the immune system. And it's easy to, to deal with the immune system. I mean, there are many different things that people have used for the immune system, right? There's a lot of botanicals, plant, plants that, that work for the immune system. We have a beautiful formula called, called Immune Plus. And base, basically what it'll do, it's a botanical formula. It's a liquid. You pour it on the, on the feed once, once, once a day. And basically it's an immune system booster. Right, it's a preventative. I always like the, um, the problem with, with preventative. Preventative, it's always a harder sell for people than it is for treatment. But you know, I I find if you use a preventative, right? The problem with preventative is that when people use it, they'll say, "Well, maybe if I didn't use it, the horse wasn't going to get a cold anyway, and I just wasted the money." But it's always that it's a what if. Okay, it's like a vaccine. Sometimes you take a vaccine. What if? Not necessarily that your horse is going to run into some sort of a disease that, will, that where the vaccine is needed, but it's always what if. And and the thing is, if you've taken this immune booster, the what ifs 
outweighs the, the the cost of it because it's really not that not that expensive considering what you potentially can lose if you're doing if you're in competition. I mean, it makes sense because we as humans always, you know, the, the first sign of a cold or certain weather patterns, weather patterns start outside, we rush right to the store and get echinacea and zinc and golden seal and vitamin C and all these things. And we don't do that for our horses. And our horses are the ones who have their nose on the ground and are sucking up dirt and dust and dander and seeing other horses come and go and going to shows and coming home. And you, Lord knows what's at all these places. So, right. um, uh, yeah. They get the same exposures to diseases that we don't, and we think that the horses have a have a great immune system, and you know, for the most part, they do. Their, their immune system is probably better than ours because they're exposed to so many different things. But it's like anything else, right? Um, if they run into the one virus or the one bacteria that they, that they haven't been exposed to before, or they or it's or they haven't been exposed to for a while, you know, you need that immune system boosted. Otherwise, they will get it, right? And sometimes if you keep the immune system boosted, the, the, the good thing is even if you do get it, the virus or whatever is floating around, it's not as bad, right? right. So you have tempered the effects of it. So is this something that you recommend the horses, the immune plus that horses stay on all the time or you do it kind of periodically? Like if it, if you leave them on immune plus all the time, does it lose its efficacy? Well, there's nothing really, it doesn't really lose its efficacy. I would say use it for the summertime or during competition because that's the time when they, when, when, when you need it the most, right? Because you're walking them around from barn to barn, you go to shows, they meet other horses, chances if they're going to pick up something, that's when they're picking it up, right? So that's the time you should be using it. Most of the rest of the time, if the horse is sitting in the barn at home, et cetera, and you're not doing much with them, you don't need to use it as much, right? Again, I, you look at your horse. If your horse is one of those horses that seems to catch everything that known to man and then some, well, I recommend you continue using it. If you if your horse is one of those animals that seems to be very sturdy and resistant, right? When during the off season, you don't, probably won't need to use it, right? You know, another thing that that people don't think about too, where immune system is concerned, is that the immune system is tied to the gut. Right. Uh, with, the, with the gut, we, we should talk a little bit about some of the probiotics, because one of the things that the probiotics do is that they, they maintain, they help the horse maintain a healthy immune function. Right. And that's one of the things that people don't talk about too much with the, with probiotics, because probiotics have many different functions. And and the probiotics, what they do, is they, because they maintain the, the, the gut microbiome, a healthy microbiome, it also helps with the immune system. Right, and in addition to all of the other things that we knew, the probiotics do help with the digestion, helps just keeping your horse a lot healthier and functional. Mm-hmm. Right, that's another aspect that that people should think of. And I know you've had many good stories about the, your your gut health with, with your horses that you've used. That is very true. Uh, I I highly recommend it. We recently had somebody who said that their horse didn't really like Biotic Gate, which is weird because I have not had one horse refuse it. But is there something that you can think of to help them get get the horse to eat it? That's easy. If your horse doesn't like the, in it initially, you introduce it slowly. Instead of putting a full, big scoop, full scoop, you maybe put half a scoop. And sometimes what people will do with that, you add a little bit of beet pulp to it, right? You, you know the old adage, a little bit of sugar makes the medicine go down? <laughs> you know, you know. 
I, I've yet to see a horse refuse beet pulp, right? right? So, you know, whatever your horse would like, just mix a little bit of it in it and you put it on the feed. Bob's your uncle. It'll, it'll inhale it, right? And then sooner you'll find that you don't need to do it. Or, or some, you know, sometimes people, I know they, they give their horse a little bit of, as a treat, some sweet feed or, or some beet pulp or so. You could put probiotics on it, you know, and give it to the horse in that way, and it's not going to be a problem. Well, so here we go. Oh, Glenn, are you there? I'm here. I don't, I don't know what that was. <laughs> so. Well, Dr. Shang, where uh, can people go to find out more about your products? Well, I, I was going to say you can go to omegaalpha.com. Uh, go to the equine section, and there's, there's going to be a lot of information there. I think we we have things. Uh, there's um, there's information posted there, and then you can sign up for our seminars and so on. I think our seminars. You, you might know this better than me, Jamie. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, they're usually at the end of the month, and and I definitely recommend uh, checking them out. And uh, I yeah, go to omegaalpha.com, and you will see everything you need to. And again, if you have questions, just email me. I, I can put you in touch with the right people too. It's Jamie at horseradionetwork.com and uh, C. Smith at omegaalpha.com. These are all people that are here to help you. So Dr. Chang, as always, we really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. I was just going to add one more thing. We have that 1-800 number at the bottom of all our bottles. Okay. Uh, it's a it's one eight hundred six five one three one seven two. If you call and you have a question on your horses, please feel free to call. There's always somebody here who, well, during office hours, of course, there's always somebody here who will take the call and can answer your question. And if they can't answer your question, usually it gets referred higher up, right? And that's usually when it gets to me, and then I I will usually call back, etc. If if I will call back to just to tell, talk a little bit about whatever the issues are. Gotcha. Awesome. You guys are always there for everybody. And, and, and remember all of Omega Alpha's products are non-testable. They're all natural and herbal and they're fantastic and they work. So again, Dr. Chang, thank you so much. We, 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 you're, you've been a sponsor for forever and that's because we believe in your products. So thank you very much for being on. Thank you for having me on board today. Take Go care. enjoy the only the one of three beautiful days in Toronto. You know That's <laughs> I'm going to go put my feet up and sit in the sun. There you go. <laughs> Not conducive right. for business, but it's okay. We need to do that every so often. That's you got right. people. You got to enjoy your three days, Dr. Chang. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It's so funny. We've seen all the posts from all our listeners in Alaska. They're dying up there. The temperatures got to like 90 degrees and, you know, they don't have air conditioning or anything. And they're just dying. They're like, what do we do? It's hot. It's like I'm telling you, Glenn, there, Lucas was on a t-ball team in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and it was like 86. And the moms were like, they should have canceled this game. This is ridiculous. I can't believe they're playing this heat. And I was like, I'm sorry. It's 86 degrees. They're like, yeah, it's so hot. I'm like, oh my God. I <laughs> Which can't means the moms did not want to sit out there and watch, is what it came Basically, to. Yeah, that's what, what it meant. Kids didn't care. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, look, we're, we're going to play a song. We're going to come back with some question first world problems, and then we're going to play a game. 
we're going to see. Uh, it's going to be uh, Jamie, drinking Jimmy, game. and I. Yeah. It's a drinking game. We're going to have a little fun. It should be fun to see who wins. Coming up with Victoria from Equestrians, Equestrians Against Normalcy. I think I've been drinking already. By the way, the whole time he was talking about immunity, I was coughing from my bronchitis last week. So I need, <laughs> I need some. Send him some down, please. We're going to do a special. We haven't done one of these in a while. We're going to do a musical special for you with Jared Rogerson coming up. We're going to record it in the next week or two. He's back from his European trip, and he has a brand a new, new album. album. I can't wait. I haven't heard any of the songs yet. I can't wait. But I'm going to play one of his old ones right now, Ride My Horse More. We'll be back. City smoke in the air You can't see it from anywhere There's a million people driving around Going nowhere Buildings grew up all around me But I still got a painted pony Gonna give her a job Cause she's fat and bored I'm gonna ride my horse more well, I love to drive my truck The open road feels pretty good But just because you can Doesn't mean that you always should And I can hardly breathe Man, this is killing me I'm gonna ride my horse more Mother Nature, she's been beat up I'd say she's been abused Now even the ocean's black and blue Gasoline just turns to haze And my wallet's on empty anyways Holding the reins is something I can afford So I'm gonna ride my horse more well, I love to drive my truck The open road feels pretty good But just because you can Doesn't mean that you always should And I can hardly breathe Man, this is killing me I'm gonna ride my horse more Got an answer for the problems of today Well, you can find your own solution As for me, I found my way Cause I can hardly breathe Man, this is killing me I'm gonna ride my horse more Let's ride
Well, that was Jared Rogerson. You can find all of his music at jaredrogerson.com. He also his tour dates. He's touring all over the place, especially with his new album coming out. So look for the special that's going to be coming up that Jamie and I are going to do. It'll be sometime this month. I, w- I wanted to mention before you get to question first world problems that uh, finally, after months, Emily, who does the jumping show, you you know we've mentioned on the show here she hasn't been feeling well and uh, she's currently in the hospital. They finally figured out what uh, was wrong with her, and it was um, it was uh, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, which uh, was why she had a rash all over her body, and Lyme disease. Now. I'm going to go on a mini rant, just a mini one. Uh, go for it. I, uh, two months ago, we said, did they test you for Lyme disease? Have they checked you for Lyme disease? Because all the terrible symptoms she was having, she's lost. Emily weighed about 98 pounds soaking wet. She probably weighs, I don't know, 80 pounds soaking wet now. She lost weight. She was not doing well. She couldn't even work. And anybody who knows Emily knows if she's not riding horses, she's uh, she's she's uh, in bed, very sick. Um, and she's been having so many problems, and they've been in and out of hospitals. She's been doing all these specialists, neurologists, all this stuff. And they finally, when she went to the Cleveland Clinic last week after she got this rash all over her body, uh, tested her and found out she had two tick-borne diseases. Now, Jamie, if you live in a swamp, which was what Loxahatchee is, where, especially her farm, it's surrounded by swamp. If you live in a swamp where there's a bunch of deer and ticks all over the place, why would you not test that first if you're a doctor? Uh, I'm sure you There's have no answer. answer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I, I'm not asking you I to mean, defend the idiot doctors who never thought to test for that. Why? I mean, why? Now, as a patient that's suffering, can you say to the doctor, please test me for a tick-borne disease? Yeah, but it was interesting. When we posted her results and what happened in the auditor room, there were so many people that said that everybody has a story of a friend who asked the doctor to test, and the doctors were like, we don't have that here. And I got news for the doctors. It's everywhere now. It's all over the country. It's in Canada. It's in England. It's everywhere now. So why it the test is not that expensive. When you consider doing a you know an MRI costs thousands of dollars, this two hundred dollar test is not bad, right? Why wouldn't you do it as just part of your normal protocol? And the thing is, the problem is that Lyme disease looks like so many other diseases. It has a myriad of symptoms. Um, now, you know, the Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, apparently that that's just awful for people. They get these rashes and it, you know, it's just terrible. And it has been for Emily too. Jemmy actually got to see her. You said uh, that she was in pretty good spirits. She's probably in much better spirits now that she, she actually knows what's going on. I think when you saw her in the hospital, she did not know, right? Yeah, she didn't know yet. She was waiting on the test to come back. Um, so, but she was great. She, she, you know, talkative and, like you said, good spirits and just, you know, looked a lot better than I thought she would when I first walked in the room. I didn't know what to expect, but she was, she was great. And so I'm glad to hear that she has the diagnosis that she thought was, you know, the most likely case and she can now just make a plan and move forward. So I'm glad that the doctors are also, they're putting her on the IV antibiotics. So she'll have a, she'll actually have the, uh, the IV line in when she goes home and she'll, she'll have to do IV antibiotics for some time. So she's got, it's going to take a while to get better, but uh, we wish her well. And I'm glad they finally figured it out. Poor girl's been through hell and back. All right. From that, we're going to go. 
from that serious problem, we're going to go down, up, down. We're bipolar today. (laughs) Exactly. She's like a roller coaster ride. Okay. First world problem is I'm in Jen's place right now and there's freaking cats everywhere. And there's one that's like really old that I'm in her office and it's like, it just walks circles. And it just, um, while I'm listening to you talk, Glenn, and you played the sounder, it bumped into my foot because it's like mostly blind and it scared the hell out of me. Oh God, they're so cats are so creepy. (laughs) You don't have any in the house. Like like my no, my uh, heart rate is about one twenty right now. Okay, let me remind you. Laughing right now. (laughs) God, they just like and they just they're so quiet and they like it it, it, it's blind so it just like walks around it just like bumped into my leg I just about jumped to the ceiling. How many times did we go off the air in this live show over the years when we had the beast because he'd pull the cord out from the back of the computer during the show? That's what I'm worried about. I mean, the thing can't even (laughs) see. It's like running into my leg. And I love senior animals, but senior cats. And so, um. Last night I slept here and they don't have cats in my room or anything, but it doesn't matter. I'm so allergic. And she has like four cats in this house. And I just, I sneezed all night long. I haven't slept. Oh God. Again, first of all, problem. I have a great friend who lets me stay and picks me up from the airport, but she has cats. Excuse me. So again, if you have an equestrian problem, let me remind you, it is a first of all problem. That's just the, the, the world we live in. Um, okay. So the first one, and these are submitted by our auditors. So if you want to submit first world problems, either email them to me or just become an auditor. You'll be glad you did. Um, Kayla says, Oh God, it's so cute. I want to be a foster failure and adopt this cute hound, but my husband will let me, he has no soul. Oh my God. This dog is so cute. I can't Why stand don't it. We always get blamed for your failures. Because it's your fault. It wouldn't be a failure. It would be a victory if she could keep it. Hey, Kayla's husband, just keep the damn dog. Um, By the way, I still have a dog for adoption. And it's a little, you know, really good with kids. Great with families. Nobody's taken it yet. I haven't been in town. So um, I'm sure that it'll be gone by the time we get home. But she's very sweet. I'm going to defend Kayla's husband here. Because Kayla leaves for three months every year to come to Florida down where I am. And then he gets stuck taking care of all the animals. No, she can take him. It's going to be her best friend riding the truck. I can see. Uh, Tanya says, our young pony did so good learning to drive. So we had to buy a new pony cart for it. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Is that expensive? That's super yes. expensive. Huh? <laughs> Depending, it's expensive. Stephanie says, I've been off since Tuesday having a great staycation, including lots of pony time, and we had the most amazing lesson yesterday. But now I have to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> that does suck. Uh, Lindsay says, my jumping trainer has been killing it on the jumping circuit this summer. But that means she's not here to give me lessons. Often wondered when you have a professional as a trainer, you never see him. I don't know when you take lessons. You go to the shows with him. Uh, Diane says, working, she's just like, I was like, great full-time job. But it doesn't give me enough time with my ponies. (laughs) Join that unemployment line. 
they'll 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 be glad you did. But then you don't have money uh, for Carrie, your ponies. It is a catch twenty two. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah. It's a first world problem. Yeah. Uh, Carrie says that I was invited. Oh no, no, we're not going to do that one. Sorry, Carrie, that's a real problem. Um, Kimberly says I have to work all week. And then I get out early on Saturday so I can show all weekend. And when I come home on Sunday, I have to drop my horse off at my trainer's barn and go hunt. I'm home and unpack and repack because like, first of all, let me get that. Let me, let me reiterate. She had to go to a horse show and just go pack for it and then repack. When I come home Sunday, I have to go home and repack because my husband and I are leaving on a four night cruise the next day. <laughs> So it's a whole different set of clothes, too. I know. <laughs> so, at least they're clean, the right? Yeah. <laughs> Lisa says, I can't decide which horse to buy, a warm blood or a thoroughbred. <laughs> you know what I say? Buy them both. Buy them both. I knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> um, Hillary says, I stopped at the drugstore on my way home from the barn, and a lady actually snickered at me. And told her that her brownish tall boots were out of season. She's like, bitch, please, my riding outfit costs more than your car. <laughs> uh, we're, we're all starting to unite on this whole wearing that, clothes out. By the way, stop you. When would anybody comment? say your clothes are so last season? If somebody said that to me, I'd be like, your face is last season. <laughs> I just I didn't know people did that. You know, in, when you live in a place like Ocala, nobody comments on riding clothes because half the people in the stores are in riding clothes. So Yeah. Uh, but when you live in Oklahoma and you go on riding clothes, people are very confused why you don't have spurs that have rollers yeah. attached to your and heels. And tight jeans. Yeah. Yeah, and tight yeah. jeans. Uh, Susan says, I picked up an iced tea to take to an outdoor park concert. And when I got there and settled back to drink it, it had no straw and I had to drink it like from the cup. <laughs> hey, Susan, there's a thing and even Walmart carries them and they're biodegradable straws. And I carry them with me everywhere because my front teeth hurt when I drink, but I do not want to contribute to the overpopulation of straws in our ocean. So uh, either paper straws in your purse or the biodegradable straws. So last time I used one of those paper, you got to buy good ones, though, because last time I used one of those paper straws, it biodegraded before I was done with my drink. So You can't just leave it in your cocktail for two hours, Glenn. <laughs> it's paper. Um, Jill says, I bought a beautiful Spanish Vaquero bridle while on vacation in Jerez, Spain. But I haven't been able to use it yet because I have to go to work to pay for the stupid vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two more. Chantel. Too. Some of those bridles are absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. She had posted a picture. Um, Chantel says, I'm finally getting my deviated septum fixed on Wednesday, but that means I can't go to the barn for a week because my doctor said I can't sneeze. <laughs> yeah, I think sneezing would probably be really bad. Oh, God, you might die. And deviated you know what? Deviated septum just sounds awful. Just the name sounds awful. I, I'm pretty sure that's something to do with your nose. And I think that that would. How do you I stop yourself like from sneezing, by the day. way? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you, I don't know. you would That's die funny. because you sneeze a thousand times a day. Mogi wins. I'm saving hers for last. She's the winner. Mogi says, and she posts a picture. I just got back from a show and I can't find a place to display all the ribbons that I won. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a like a picture of a table of like a billion ribbons. Oh, to go back to Hunter shows or whatever shows that you get a ribbon every class. Oh, I swear yeah. to God, if I think, you know what? We don't make any money. And then you work for three bloody days to get a ribbon. And some, most of the time you don't even get one. 
And those shows, God, those those smaller shows we used to go to, and you used to sign up for 12 classes. And the classes were always first thing in the morning and last thing in the day. And you, you had nothing in the middle. It was just, oh. As a horse husband, that's the worst. Sitting around waiting all day for the class yeah, after class. It's, like I said, when I was 16 years old, um, my parents were going through, started divorcing when I was 15 and I was 16. And I used to go to all the horse shows and I, I would do like Rolling Hills Saddle Club shows in Atlanta and, and some of the, just all hunter shows. And, you know, warm up is at seven o'clock in the morning before the show starts. You can go in the arena and ride. And then I did the low hunters, which is three foot. And so I. I mean, literally it would warm up at seven 30 in the morning and then my show, my classes wouldn't start till four 30. And so I was 16 and my mom's like, here's the keys. Bye. <laughs> like I would just at 16, put my horse in the trailer and drive around 285 in Atlanta to go to a horse show. I look back and I'm like, my parents were trying to kill me. Yeah. By the way, nobody like, wants to drive on that road in any car. It's like, it's, especially it's the horse trailer at four in the it's morning, awful. driving to Alpharetta from Atlanta. That's ridiculous. When the that's only horrible. thing on the road is trucks that are pushing your trailer around every time one passes you. I mean, it's just... every time I talk about my mom and she listens to the show, she calls me later and like tries to re like reconstruct what History? actually yeah. happened. That you're not remembering it's, it right. Like, the worst revisionist history. <laughs> Jamie, I did not do that. First of all, we went to those shows. I'm like, I drove, I dro but I was in the passenger seat. No, you weren't. You weren't there. <laughs> Reconstruct that one, mom. Can't lie. Sorry. Yeah, 16 year olds driving horse trailers. I don't think that's a great idea. By the way, are you even allowed to do that now? And there's so many restrictions on new licenses now that yeah, weren't in place when you and I were getting our license. I don't know. That whole you can only drive after midnight and all that. When we got our license at, in in our day, back in the old days, you just drove. <laughs> There's no rules. Sixteen, here's keys. Yeah, later. Exactly. Hey, before and we... like sixteen the day of. Now you have to be like sixteen and a half or something. Yeah, and then you can only you can't take friends. Or, it's just there's all these rules now, which is probably a good thing because I remember what we were like when we drove at sixteen. So, oh, so I uh, I while we're waiting for our guest, I wanted to bring up an article I found in Horse and Hound, uh, and this is this is so relevant right now, and it gets rid of a lot of the stupid ideas that have been out there over, for, for the years, and we've all heard them. Did you see the article on leaving water on a horse, the whole water on a horse thing? Yes. Uh, okay, so... So this guy's name is David Marlin. He, he's the one that conducted all the research before the Atlanta Olympics about horses and heat and all of that. And if you remember right, there was extensive research um, about that because they were expecting it to be so hot. And it's always hot in Atlanta in the summer. So, yeah, it was going to be hot. Um, but anyway, he came out to throw some of these uh, old wives' tales out the window. And he explained that there are two principles at work when you're cooling down a horse. Now, one of them is that you have to scrape your horse. You can't let the water on the horse because then your horse actually boils. And, you know, it's not good in the heat to leave the water on your horse. And he said there are two principles at work. One is a conductive transfer of heat. When there are two bodies in direct contact, in this case, the horse and the water, heat will pass from the hotter body to the cooler until they are the same temperature. So cold water on a horse will get warmer, which may explain why people think it is heating the horse up, but it's actually just the opposite. It's heating the water up. 
So he said, yeah, but this is why I go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. He said another strange idea put forward by some is that cold water can constrict vessels in the skin, causing it to heat up more. But studies have shown that's not the case and colder water will remove heat faster. So put cold water on. That's why the endurance riders all use ice water because put the cold water on and don't scrape it off. That's what he's saying. You don't have to scrape it off. That's just... No, no, no. See, this is where I feel like this study is very irresponsible and this article is very irresponsible because what he's actually saying is put the cold water on and then put more cold water on and then put more cold water on until the horse is cool. But what it looks like it says in this is put the cold water on and just they'll be fine. But what happens is that water heats up and then the horse is wearing a hot, wet blanket. So scrape it off. Put some more on. Scrape it off. Aventures, this is like... he is saying... But what he, he is, is saying, wrong. don't scrape it off. He's saying, just put more on. Yes, but that's where you have to read between the lines because he's saying you have to put, you have to continuously put it on. He says, for a very hot horse, continuous application of cold water is what stops the collapsing and potentially suffering an injury and multiple organ failure. Continuously says, putting it on. Yes, that's on what he's is saying. The magic word. And he's saying, if you stop the application uh, to scrape your horse, you're wasting time. But what's irresponsible about this is that article makes it sound like you don't have to scrape it off. Just put it on. But you have to continuously put it on. Well, if you're he not does say that continuous application of cold water. But you did not hear that, really. You know, th- that's the problem with that article is that is a very minute part. And again, I just felt like this article is very irresponsible because people are going to read it as, oh, yeah, I don't have to scrape my horse off. But you do have to scrape your horse off, people. Scrape them off if you're done. And if you're not, continuously well, see, put on cold water. You don't, you don't ever have to scrape your horse is what he's saying. If you continuously put on cold water. If you put them on, put cold no, water on continuously no, until your horse cools no, down. No, that's not what he's saying. Then you're fine. He's saying you don't have to. You don't have to scrape it off at all, ever. It if doesn't matter. You don't have to scrape it off. If you continuously put it no, on until they're cooled down. <clears throat> well, he yes, that's the given. But after they're cooled down, you don't have to scrape it off either. That's what cool. he's saying. Because they're cool. That's fine. And but, he's saying that the water it, actually he... helps cool them down. That's what he's saying. The evaporation of the water yes. is part of the process that takes the heat away from the body. So that's what he's saying. And he also, yes. this is the other one to hear. He also comes, and I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not him. I don't know. I'm just reading the article. Um, but he also, the misnomer was you don't give them cold water to drink before they exercise or whatever. And he's saying, give them cold water. They love cold water and give them as much as they want before exercise and immediately after. Never interrupt a drinking horse. Yeah. That's, I, but that, that's, the, that's the other common one, right? Is don't let them have too much water immediately after. Um, and don't give them cold water. That's a biggie. That, that one we've heard a lot. Don't give them cold water. He's saying that's all crap. But anyway, if you want to form your own opinion, go to Horse and Hound. They have the article hey, there. do not put water on your horse who's really overheated and put it away. Okay? Let's just, let's make that clear. And that's do not the one put them back out in the do. field because then they roll. Because that's what Scooter does. And then he rolls that's and rolls true. and rolls. And they and get dirty and, dirty and it's like yeah, a big mess. So that's... All right, so on our roller coaster show today, we're going from arguing about that to another. We're going to play a game. <laughs> so... We're going to argue now again. <laughs> we're going to play a little game, and all of us are going to play this game. We have a Victoria from Equestrians Against Normalcy on, and of course, that's a card game. And it was introduced a couple of years ago. We had her on when it was introduced, if you remember right. Hi, Victoria. Hi. 
So how many versions of this are there now since we talked to you years oh, ago? Oh, geez. Uh, there are the three jump-off decks, which are mostly dressage, eventing, and hunter-jumper-based. Two whole herd decks, which are anyone can play. Um, in fact, my husband loves the whole herd deck, too, uh, probably because he helped me with some of the cards based on his experiences with being around the horses. Yay, it's horse husband approved. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, and then the discipline-specific decks, the Hunter Princess for the Hunter Jumper crowd, the Extreme <laughs> Eventer deck, which is probably my favorite, but that's because I'm an eventer. <laughs> uh, the Western Pleasure Bling It On. I like that. And the Dressage Diva deck. That's great. <laughs> Did you think when we talked to you years ago, when you started the first deck, that, that this would take off and you'd be doing this many? Uh, no, definitely not. Especially, I mean, it, it, it was something to keep me sane during surgery. That's that was right. It. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. This was a boredom thing you did. That's right. It, it, it was. It was a boredom thing uh, to keep me sane and to play with my students. <laughs> well, I want, I want to ask you, because there, there are a few people out there who've probably never played uh, Questions Against Normalcy or any of the Normalcy games that are out there. I want to ask you how it works. But first, I want to tell you, on the last Horse Lovers Cruise, uh, we had a Horse Husbands Night where we all went down and drank at a bar and talked about uh, and basically bitched about our wives. And then they all got together. In, I remember this. They all got together up in the atrium somewhere. There were about 20 of them, and they played Equestrians Against Normalcy. So, And they played it for hours. Oh, and that's fantastic. What the, we <laughs> determined is that drinking is a mandatory requirement with playing this game. That's what we determined that night because we all went down to find them, and they all were, they were all having a good time. Let's just say that. I don't I don't think there was much <laughs> scorekeeping going on by the end. I think that had pretty much gone out the window. So. Sounds, sounds about how I play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's a little too early in the morning to uh, to drink. Uh, uh, so let's let's have you explain how the game works for for people who have not played any of the against normalcy games. So you need you know three plus players for it. Um, there's a deck of blue cards, which are the question cards. And there's a deck of white cards, which are your answer cards. You know, you can take, I don't know, anywhere from seven to ten of the white cards or however many you want to give your friends. Depends on how much choice you want. And it starts with the first person who fell off last gets to read <laughs> uh, one of the blue cards. <laughs> well, there should be some benefit to falling off your horse. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. <laughs> so you can at least go first. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say the they, the, they the person the that question. fell off because everybody's fallen off. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they read the question card, and then the other players pick the card, their white card that they like the best or they think the reader would like the best, out of their hand and pass it face down towards them. And after everybody's passed their cards over, the person who read the question then reads the answers out loud sometimes if they can without laughing too hard <laughs> and <clears throat> oh excuse me my allergies <laughs> and then they pick 
which one they like the best and award the blue card to that person. And, what makes and this at the really end of the game, the person with the most blues wins. <laughs> what makes this really funny is that uh, the, the answers don't always match up. Because <laughs> you only have, no, what's, you nope, only have nope. the answer cards. You only have the answer cards in your hand. So that's what makes it really funny is the answers don't match up. And we have to thank you because you put... A question card, and it says today on Horses in the Morning blank. You put us in your latest deck. I had to. (laughs) (laughs) How could we not have a today on Horses in the Morning card in there? I know. I'm, we're, we were and so excited when we saw it. And deck. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it should be, because we do cover a lot of different things on this show, um, and most of it's nonsense. So I, it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> if anybody, you know, people are going to be out there playing, and do, there'll be one person who even knows what Horses in the Morning is. Most of the other people are going to be thinking they're talking about their Horses in the Morning, right? But either way, it works. <laughs> but hopefully, I mean, who knows? Maybe one person in the group will go, I listen to that show. So we hope for we hope so. We're mainstream now, Jamie. We're mainstream. We're a big deal. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we're gonna play. So now we're gonna we have to simplify the game because we all know have cards and it would be a bet. So what's gonna happen here is you're gonna <laughs> ha- all three of us, Jamie, Jemmy, and I, have answer cards. And you're gonna ask the questions and we're gonna give our answers, and then you're gonna pick the one that you like the best, and then we're gonna see who wins by the end. I feel like I need to put in a little like, hey, we're friends here, Victoria. So, I mean, come on, girl power. This is going to be especially interesting. Avengers Unite. This is going to be especially interesting. Because Jemmy's not a horse person, but she's been on the show for a little while. So we'll see what answers she comes up with. And remember, I still know nothing. <laughs> I still know nothing. <laughs> All right, we're ready for our first this, one. This will be a good way to learn more. <laughs> yes, yes, we're ready. All right. So, uh, blank is the result of a lifetime of poor choices. <laughs> and so I, I'm supposed to. Okay, use... I can relate to that though. I can <laughs> you have fallen off the most recently. I fell off the most recently. Yeah, I haven't fallen off in a while, and I don't think Jimmy <laughs> ever has. So you're good. You go. Okay. So read the question again. Blank is the result of a lifetime of poor choices. The smell of smegma in the morning. Can I reuse that? Because I feel like that might be appropriate for all of them. (laughs) (laughs) That card works for everything. Yeah. All right, I'll go next. Give Jimmy time to look at hers. Um, so it, read the question again. Blank is the result of a lifetime of poor choices. 52 free thoroughbreds. Amen, brother. <laughs> that was for Jamie. I did that on her behalf. It never stopped. <laughs> it never stops. It'll come back again next year. <laughs> Jimmy? Oh, okay, just to prove that I can learn something on this show, my answer is, and this is a, a, a tipping my hat to Jamie on this one, asking for training advice on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just tell you guys that I am a part of a horse training online group because that's where I get like my you know, my fun content for the show. However, I do like try to help people. And this girl posts, 
I don't understand why my horse doesn't love me. I mean, here's the problem is I put it in the cross ties and she like bites me all the time. And I keep giving her treats to like let her know I love her and she keeps biting me. Stop getting her treats! I saw that post. <laughs> well, I think we can all say Jamie wins that one. That's, yeah, 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 I have to, I have to go with the Schmegma. Yeah, that's it. Schmegma always wins. Yeah, always wins. Does it? Does it, Jimmy? <laughs> powerful not to win. It's a very, very poor life choice that I've made. If you're smelling Schmegma in the morning. <laughs> All right, that puts Jamie in the lead. But I have had that day. <laughs> well, we, 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 of course, have to go with this one. Today on Horses in the Morning, blank. <laughs> Can I use smegma again? <laughs> <laughs> People who smell smegma in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Uh, today on Horses in the Morning, do I go first again? Do yeah. I go first yeah. like well, all the time? Let's do it the same order, yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. Today on Horses in the Morning, playing the game, find the hay in your bra. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played that Wait, Who's playing the game? <laughs> Me, all the time. It's always fun. So, I mean, are you playing it yourself? Is someone else playing the game? Playing you know what, game? Jimmy? Here's what happens is I go feed and I come back in. I do the show and I feel something itching and I look down my shirt and I open my sports bra and there's a piece of hay in there. There it is. It just is inevitable. <laughs> okay, I got Y'all mine. Y'all don't have to play. I play enough for the group. <laughs> okay, I got mine. Uh, think about this uh, in Jamie's voice. Uh, today on Horses in the Morning, he tried, but he couldn't get me off. Oh boy! The show, people. The show. Off the show because I keep threatening to fire her. That's what I meant. That's too dirty for you to say. The show. Get your mind out of the gutter. The show. (laughs) Jeez. People are perverted. Jimmy. Oh man. All right. Okay. And so. Uh, in, in the spirit of the idea that, you know, when you guys first started your show, people were like, okay, a show about horses. What are you guys going to keep talking about? And here we are. How many episodes later? 2,220 episodes later, you guys are still talking about. So this is a future topic on horses in the morning. I can project 10 years in the future. The topic will be my equestrian psychic says you'll finally break down Glenn and have an equestrian and psychic on out of desperation. <laughs> we need to we talk have about no something. More content. We have talked about everything else. That's right. <laughs> My equestrian psychic says. Okay, Victoria, who wins that round? Oh. Now, I don't know if Jemmy should because she made hers up. Oh, you didn't use a card, Jemmy? No, it's there. I'm looking at oh, my card. She yeah, said Jennifer like sent her uh, cards from the first deck because we we had to get her some cards. So she probably didn't make it up. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm going to go with my equestrian psychic. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to give that one to her. <laughs> it's pretty much true too. We are we are eventually going to run out of things to talk about. You know what? Just for not picking me, I curse you with hay in your bra for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no. I actually think I have hay in my bra right now. So. Yep, it's a game, <laughs> and it's the worst in the summertime <laughs> when you're sweaty. The hay bits all stick to you. Ugh, it's awful. All right, 
Next question. This is fun. <laughs> oh, which one? Should, what should we do? Hmm. If my horse had a slogan, it would be blank. If my horse had a slogan, it would be ulcers, period. It's always ulcers. <laughs> you must have thoroughbreds. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pile of them. <laughs> well, and, uh, what was the question again? If my horse is. <laughs> if my if horse, my had, horse a had a slogan, it would be blank. Wow. Um, if my horse had a slogan, it would be just Google it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He's lame. Google it. Just Google He's it. Sick. Google it. Yep, He's got just a fever. Google it. Google it. Well, everybody knows you just need Google. You don't need a vet or a trainer. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to insult my pony because one of the other options was all heart and no brain. And I, <laughs> he does have a brain. I didn't want to insult him. <laughs> so I went with just Google it. Felt bad for Scooter. No, see, I probably would have given it to you on that one. <laughs> I have to I have to live with Scooter. I don't have to live with you. <laughs> All right, who wins that one? I haven't gone yet. Oh, I Jemmy, I was like, did I miss something? Do? Sorry, Jemmy. So, uh, okay, so this is again a consequence of the game. You, go, you only have what you have. I'm going to go with panty lines in your breeches. My horse's slogan is panty lines in your breeches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I would have went with all heart and no brain. I'm going to have to go with ulcers. It's oh, always ulcers. ulcers. <laughs> well, that's appropriate because we've said that on this show about five million times. It's always ulcers. And you, you would have also accepted la- laminitis. It's always laminitis. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, I need a point. More. Give me something easy. All right, this, this one's nice and easy. The feature article on Horse Nation was about. Uh, the feature article on Horse Nation was about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the feature article on Horse Nation was about too big for your breeches. Seriously, size up. <laughs> That sounds like an article they would do, too. Right? It's got to be an article on Horse Nation. The two big Size Great headline. Great sounds headline. like something George Morris would say. Uh, the featured article on Horse Nation was selling my organ to pay my horse bills. That seems too real. That seems too real. That's what I That's, had. It's too real. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't Googled to find out how much organs are worth. Honestly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not enough. I could tell you that. Black Not enough. Was <laughs> it dark Google? Google dark or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny? I have a feeling that, Glenn, you might think this is like a... a, a window into the life of Jemmy as a future horse girl if I ever become one. So uh, my answer is when I tied my horse to the porta potty door to save time. <laughs> <laughs> I would be me. That's never a good idea. Just... A lot of a lot of scenarios could apply. But that would be me. <laughs> 
that, that they're all so good. That one's hard. I don't know. I, I think it's between selling your organs and tying it to the porta potty door. <laughs> I could just the picture the curry count after that. Oh. Well, we'll give it to Glenn because he needs a point. I need a point. Yay! Yeah. I get a point. Oh, that's right. It's this show. He needs a point. Yeah, we, you notice how we're deciding for Victoria <laughs> who she's giving points to. <laughs> that's the way the show but, works. You know, that's a question that anything works for. That's true. That's true. All right, we have time for two more. Let's do two more quick ones. All right. Why do I hurt all over? Ulcers. It's always no. <laughs> we can't use them again. Can't use them again. George Morris. <laughs> yeah. Why do I hurt all over? Um. Why do I hurt all over? Having your horse dump your wheelbarrow over. God, what a jerk! <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have an answer. I think I win this one. Why do I hurt all over? Hornets in the flowers at the sea jump. True. Uh, that's good. Oh, I want to redact mine and I want to change. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't redact. <laughs> oh, but it's so, it's so appropriate. See, okay, so we do our answer and when we don't get a laugh, we do a different one. Is that it? No, no, no. I didn't read. I didn't know I had a second page. <laughs> um, I have two pages and um, I'll go. I'll go last because it's very appropriate for me right now. Jimmy, you go. Okay, my answer is coming home from the tax store with a new horse. Yeah, that'll do it. You'll hurt all over. <laughs> That's Try and tell your horse I've husband that, that one. Once. <laughs> sleeping on the couch for a month. All right. Sorry. All right, why do I hurt all over? Realizing that you just spent thousands of dollars on dead grass. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You buy it, and they don't put it in your house. Like you have to go get it and load it and unload it and put it away, and then you got it in your bra. It's just a hot mess, and it, you heard all over. Mic drop. <laughs> and it is hay season. <laughs> I, know, I just had a cutting, so that's why I'm like, uh. All right, Victoria, we'll let well, you actually I, pick a winner. I'm going to have to go with Glenn. Hey! I'm going to have to go with Glenn because that card is from when there were hornets. Yes. Yeah. In the letter C. <laughs> Hornets and C. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> it's that never good. Hurt. It's never good. And she also knows if she wants invited back, she has to throw me a bone. So that's why I got that one. Um, well, we have a tie then. <laughs> we finish with a tie. Perfect. <laughs> we have a tie. Victoria, yes. where can people go and get these games? Uh, right now, they are currently only available on the gamecrafter.com. Gamecrafter. Uh, it's all print on demand. So game print crafting. We also now have, uh, you can now print them at home and play them. Really? So, so if you don't want to, if you, you can't wait, or, you know, we made the files available for a few dollars that you can print at home for the people that, you know, the overseas shipping was just brutal on, um, or they wanted it for this weekend and it wasn't going to get there for a week and a half. And you said it's Game Crafter? Yep. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we got that right. Gamecrafter.com. Well, this has been fun. Thank you so much. And congratulations on keeping this going for the for all of our benefit. We appreciate it. I know it's... Oh, th thank you guys for having me on. Who's going to run Thanks, out of content Victoria. first, her or us? 
by the way. Neither. <laughs> neither. There's enough idiots to but go Neither, because the horse world never ends. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Thanks, Victoria. Appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. All right. You guys have a great day. They really did have a good time playing this on the cruise. They, they were there for hours. Many bottles of wine later. Um, uh, Charlotte, I'm calling you out. Apparently, Charlotte was very tipsy by the end of this game. So you're supposed to be yep. nobody's judging. We don't judge here. We're a safe place. <laughs> That's right. We're safe. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate it. We have the endurance show tomorrow. Mary Kitzmiller later in the week. We have a full week of shows planned for you this week. Thank you so much for that. Also, don't forget, Jemmy does work. She does work. You can find all of her work if you're looking for, if you're looking to start your own podcast, maybe not even in horses or or any other multimedia things, you can find Jemmy at. What was your cue to jump in? Flintstonemedia.com. Sorry, I'm muting because of uh my jordan's watching television in the flintstonemedia.com i tried to give you a free ad here and you dropped the ball flintstonemedia.com all right that's it for today thanks everybody for joining us we'll see you tomorrow bay neuter geld have a good one stay out of your bra sticky wet <laughs> <laughs>